Blog Talk Radio. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes, knowing He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let Him teach us to heal. Hello and welcome to You Are Okay with your hosts, Mara and Brian. And I'm Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Mara. sorry, and I am Mara. Good morning. We talked over each other, and I do apologize. Good morning. Uh, Brian has shifted from being the guest fill-in to being the co-host for a while with all of us, which is going to be a blessing, and also a blessing for Bob, who's had a busy time in his life and also is is working on... Um, deciding exactly what he wants to do on Sunday mornings. <laughs> and it's not that he doesn't want to do this program, but that he needs to make sure that this program is where his message first must be delivered. So uh, we, I thank Bob for all the one year of, of helping me and am very pleased that Brian has agreed to step in. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And, you know, talking about that with Bob and you know, that, that situation is going on with a lot of people right now, and I know it's going on in my own life. And one thing that Bob's out there doing now, from what I understand, is just connecting with himself a little bit more and trusting in himself more to speak the, the message that he has, not only on this show, but also just in his daily life, everywhere he goes. Because that's where we can truly spread the message. Because yes, we can come on a show like this and, and speak the word, but if you're not living it in your everyday life, then it's really just being like being hypocritical in a way to where you're just telling other people what they should do but not doing it yourself. So sometimes we do need to take that sabbatical, if you will, and find ourselves before we go out there and show other people what it is that we do, people should do, if you will. And so I honor Bob in that. And, you know, our show today is going to be talking about do your choices serve you, and that's one thing that Bob is doing right now, is choosing something that's going to actually serve him, not only now, but in the long run, and one way we can allow ourselves to allow that to come to us and serve it is just by getting in contact with our inner self, going within, and becoming more aware of our feelings and our sensations, and not questioning them, and just going with them. For instance, for those of you who listened last week, um, Mara and myself kind of decided to have me open up the show with that wonderful prayer. And last week, I said it the way I've, I've learned it, with I, saying I and me and, and whatnot, keeping it singular. This week, we, just before the show started, we just kind of, you know, I just asked her again if you want me to do that, and she said yes. And just by a divine inspiration, if you will, I got the sensation to share it in a in a uh, plural, so I used the we and us, and it was absolutely perfect. I I felt, and it really really just came on the very spot. I had no time to think about it. I just responded to what I was sensing, and that's what I think I know because I'm experiencing it myself. Is that when we can start to do that within ourselves in our daily lives? And not question what our instinct tells us and our gut feeling tells us and our hearts tell us just to respond. We will find more freedom in that and more in a place of peace because we will be, start to be more true to ourselves and we'll start to love ourselves more just by trusting in ourselves more. How do you feel about yes. that, You know, I do agree with that. And... Um, and actually, that's a good prelude for us to talk a little bit about who we are and what we do uh, 
to tell people a bit about ourselves, I would draw, there is a passage in Uniquely Created, and I divinely inspired you, and I'm not trying to sell this book. Folks, you can send me an email, and I'll send it to you for free. I think it's somewhere around day 10 or so, but it says, intuition will guide you if you let it. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut instinct, even when it conflicts with your mind. Allowing your mind to control denies you the opportunity to learn from past lessons. Your soul nudges you to remember. The answers to all of life are within you and are grounded in love. And to me, that's kind of crucial in the understanding of what Neil Donald Walsh was writing as the message for, from God. What is right serves you. And crucial to me in that concept is the idea that it serves your inner being, yourself, your divinity, um, your love, the love that is within you, that is your nature. I, um, with regard to Bob, Bob is a, a very luminous soul. I'm not one who sees auras, but I am one who recognizes luminosity, just as Brian is a very luminous soul. Brian is unique in that Brian is a very young man. He's only 30 years old, and yet he uh, recognizes that he has a message to give to society, and that that message, that he's a messenger from God, from love. And that is a profound realization at such a young age. There are many, many people on our planet right now who have messages, who are trying to help move people from this era of anti-Christ, anti-love, to love. And Brian is one such person. And I find in what he says such wisdom that I was truly surprised when I found out that he was only 30 years old. Bob also is a young soul. I came to, in terms of human being, he's a young human being. He's in his, uh, he's in his mid-30s, and he is just a truly, truly uh, luminous spirit. He shares um, messages with people. He has a great seer quality, and so he uh, is able to... Um, sense the individual parts of the timeline and knows when things are going to happen in advance. And um, he has attended to that part of his life in his, and he has also attended to the quality of being a very loving being. He has lived a loving life, but now he needs to embrace his whole divinity and he is going to have to take some time to himself to recognize that and and we're all going to Tibet um, in March and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to do that too Um, I I think that part of the unity of Brian and I and Bob and I is is not a coincidence Uh, I think it's so amazing that just one day Brian called when I was doing the show alone, by the way, and um, he told me um, wonderful things. He said very, very nice things that were very affirming, and then we started talking, and it was so good to be caught up in that dialogue with uh, another human being, and especially a male, my friends, my listeners. I hope you're male and female. Our listeners, I hope you're male and female. And so today we're talking about a topic about what is right serves you. And maybe historically it would be good for us to talk a little bit about how we got to where we are today. I'm the older person. I'm going to be uh, 60 years old in December, December 1st. And um, it's kind of interesting one time I had someone question my age and I, and apparently based on how I look <laughs> which is funny <laughs> and I said first of all I don't know anyone who lies about being older <laughs> <You know? laughs> I haven't heard that formula 
not but very common. Really, yeah, not very common. <laughs> so I'm exactly twice, or I soon will be exactly twice Brian's age. But what's interesting about the phenomena is that my response did not come from within me. It came from my guides. And part of what we'll talk about today maybe are our guides. Uh, I know that Bob has guides. I know that Brian has guides. And I have guides. And my guides, um, just suddenly I felt this tingling sensation in my head. And um, I've always been leery of that because it's a little bit difficult to say you feel or hear voices in your head when you're an attorney. I mean, people don't like to think that. They think that you need to have medication. And I'm as anti-medication as there can be. And because it, would dis- it disconnects me from God. Then if I have medication, then I don't feel God talking in my head or my guides talking in my head. And I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't be complete. It kind of gives you a whole rethink on people we're medicating, doesn't it? So anyway, uh, I'm, I re- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say yes. It certainly does. Yeah, so I... Um, I said to the guy, well, I, I'm aging at exactly the right pace in order to do all that I've come to this planet to do. And I've got a lot of years left in me. One of my uh, genealogically related relatives lives to the age of 113. And uh, my, I know that gen- genetically... I am in a family that has very heightened six senses. Um, and my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, was, as I think I've said in the past, my friends was someone to whom people came to be healed of physiological illnesses. Now, I periodically, and I'm, we're going to let Brian tell us about himself in a little while, okay, but I periodically... Um, do see or or sense is probably the right word for me. Everybody, everyone deals with their six senses in a different way, okay? And for me, I, when I know I'm doing the right thing, my palms are on fire. And when I'm delivering a message that I'm supposed to deliver and I, I am sensitive to it, I have a sensation around starting, it used to be, in my right temporal lobe, my right temporal lobe would start glowing. It was as though there was an energetic plant in my right temporal lobe. And then, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I felt as though my brain was rewired, for want of a better word. And suddenly, in my I now feel when I'm telling, doing something that is very important, when I am brave enough to tell someone from my attorney perch, when I'm suited up and I reach out my entire temporal zone, right to left, feels like it's vibrating. And I know then that what I am saying is not only momentous to that person, but is momentous to the world. I sense that because I basically open myself up to feel the entire message of my guides. I've had a guide since I was a little kid. The first guy, I was a baby, my mom says. One day I told my mom as an adult, uh, I had gone to Mahatma, uh, excuse me, uh, I had gone to Paramahasa Yogananda's uh, Washington, uh, Mount Washington site, which if you haven't been, Brian, you should, it's beautiful. And I was meditating there and I, I felt, and I had my mom with me, it's so very interesting, and my mom was sitting there. My, my parents have always tolerated my differentness. And um, I tell you, sitting here today, it was the first time I really had a vision. Um, my children have talked about seeing visions of people and stuff, but I always, I'm a feeler. I feel it. My grandpa healed people. He didn't do it himself. 
love God, Allah Yahweh did it. My grandpa was just a vessel, and he told me that. Uh, the same as we've talked in the past about touching the cloak and Jesus um, knowing that he was being touched. Um, you do know you're being touched, but we don't do anything. It's the belief that the person has in love. And we're simply messengers helping with that. And I came first to start accepting who I was um, by uh, helping people deal spiritually with issues that were happening around them. And and so I, I came to associate with myself the concept of spiritual healer. Um, still very quiet. And then um, I have helped on a physical basis a couple of times, but for the most part, I think the greatest pain in our human society now is in the spirit, is in the emotion, is in the heart. And um, that was the beginning of my accepting things. And so suddenly I was at Mount Washington, and, and Yogananda was profound. Reading the autobiography of Yogananda was profound because he also had hot palms. Praise God. God leads you, my friends, to the place you need to be to hear the message you need to hear. And those of you who are listening today, we haven't, we haven't even centered yet. We're going to talk about ourselves, and we may not center with you until the very end of the show, because Brian has a story too. But um, as, we, as I'm going through this and I'm feeling for people and, and feeling people in the room and not really understanding, a very young, young lady, I swear she couldn't have been more than 20, uh, was sent to me as a teacher, and she taught me, and I listened. And I'm not sure I still embraced at that point, but at some point I did come to embrace. And now I'm out Mount Washington, and as I'm there meditating, for the first time I had a vision. And the vision was of Yogananda standing there, and I felt him touch my face. And when I left that day, my mom told me that she had seen her family assembled before her. And I've talked about my genetic pool that was ne necessary for me to vibrate enough to feel all of these things, for my heightened sen senses to work as they work. And so that same day, I told my mom about my guide, T, that had been with me from my birth. My friends, I started talking at three weeks old. <laughs> and one of the first things I was saying was T, T, T. And my mom told me that she's, oh, that's who that was. We always wondered who that was. And so I've had this sense of being accompanied and never alone my entire life. When I say to you that we are all one, A-L hyphen O-N-E. There is no accident in that message. We are never alone, my friends. I don't think that I'm special or unique. Maybe I have heightened six senses, and I sense or feel the souls that are with me, the, the guides that are with me. But it's there for everyone. It truly is. And um, so I sometimes have hot palms like Yogananda, I don't know about the temporal lobe thing. I'm sure there's some medication they'd like to give it, give me to make me normal, and yet I'm probably the most normal person you've ever met. If I was your attorney, we would be having great successes because I think that I, and I've said this to Brian and we've laughed about it, but I think that I was made an attorney so no one could think of giving me drugs. I am the most soberly straight, sane person you've ever met in your life. I'm really straight. I sometimes almost emboxed. I can wear a little suit. And yet I know that I have messengers in my head. I know that I feel and sense things for people. And I know and I sense right now that we have a listener who hasn't called in that needs a message of hope from me today. 
And I don't know if the person's name that is causing them pain. I sometimes there's things that people who who are who are channels, who are seers, who are psychics, whatever word you want to use. Sometimes there's just information overload, and there are things that we're not necessarily very good at. For instance, time. Time is constant. So we can't give a message that is constant. We cannot say, when I'm giving you something is coming, I can't often give you a precise moment. Now, Bob is pretty good at that, and Brian may be very good at that. My time is broken. I can only give you an idea that something is coming. But I will do what serves me, what is right, because being true to myself serves me. And I want to tell whatever caller is listening now or will be listening soon who is having an issue with Sam that is causing them to have a pain in their heart that makes their hearts feel broken and crushed. That they have to have faith in themselves. And using Neil Donald Walsh's concept, each soul has to walk its own path. And that every moment that you are trapped in that pain in your heart, you are missing out on the glorious beauty of the moment that you are in. And that Sam has gone Sam's way. And there is still wonderful, beautiful things for you to contribute. And you need to believe in yourself. Let go of that pain. Let go of the pain that's choking your throat. Go outside and shout at God in the the concept of Isaiah. I love that part about the book of Isaiah when it's okay to tell God you're mad. Go and shout and scream and be angry and then go about your divine mission. I got an email today that you would be listening. They didn't know your name and they didn't know Sam's name, but they knew that the pain you were feeling needed to be addressed and felt by me. I know that the pain surges and stretches under your right breast. I know that the right side of your throat feels clogged like you're going to choke. And I ask you to surrender those pains to love today and to know that you are enough alone, and you have no control over Sam. None at all. So what is right? What is right is what serves you, my friends. For a lot of years, I was just kind of a bit of an oddity. I was different, and I stayed private in myself. And now I reach out and I talk and I expose myself. I take risks and that is right. It serves my inner divinity. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need to do. I, Brian and I were laughing. I said when I was growing up, uh, there was, if it feels good, do it. Well, you know what, friends, can I say to you, if it felt good and you did it, don't lament it. Don't judge yourself because you did it. It's done. I think that we hang ourselves up in the choices that we made and we judge ourselves as imperfect. And yet we're here to experience life. So if you wanted to do it and you did do it, then you did it. And you're perfect just the way you are right now. Because what you did served you. There is no such thing as a wrong choice. It just may lead you down a different path than you planned. But you can go down that path with your eyes open and in love. And in love.
and I feel that whomever we are speaking to today, Brian, needs that message that they are enough. And Brian, you're on. You get to tell us a bit about how a 30-year-old man came to a place where he does three radio programs, one with a woman that he met only online, and is brave enough to use a name of Nara Narayana, a human being who is awakened to his divinity. Tell us about you, Brian. Well, me personally, I've always been a sensitive uh, guy, I guess you can say, not as far as you know, I'll cry all the time or, um, you know, all the, all the mishy-mash, just more of feeling things. And I, I've always been responsive to people's feelings on things, even if they're not always making them known to people uh, by using the words. I could almost just look at someone and sense what's coming from them, like you talked about with auras. Maybe I couldn't read the auras as far as seeing them, but I could certainly feel empathic towards them and, and understand what, what what it was that they were feeling. And so I've, I've always been that way. So I've, I guess I've always been kind of an outside guy as far as outside the norm and not always following the in crowd. I've always kind of blazed my own path in life. And, I mean, that proves to me time and again just from the fact that I was born in a warehouse. Um, I wasn't born in a hospital. Um, my, my parents didn't believe in hospitals. So they always did a midwife at the, at the home. All three of us kids were born in the homes that we were living at at the time. And from there, even going to school, I wasn't. Uh, I never went to public school except for for kindergarten, basically. And then after that, it was private school. And then um, even after that, it was homeschooled by my mom. And so I never had all the influences of other people all the time. I had more of just influences from my siblings and from my parents, which I praised because they're wonderful influences. And um, But I did have uh, friends for after school, you know, after they would get out of school and I would get out of school, you know, I'd go over to their house and they'd come over to my house. And, and so I did have the camaraderie of peers, um, but I didn't have all the influence of the peer pressure all the time. And so I've I've always been kind of a unique, outside-the-box uh, kind of person. And I never really did much with my life as far as living my purpose. I mean, I've always been a good person. You know, I've, my father owns his own business, so I, you know, joined into the family business, which I'm still doing now. I've been doing for, geez, it's going on 13 years now. Um, you know, so I've... You know, I've, I've, I've done well in my life as far as that goes, but I never did anything with these feelings and, and knowing except keeping, to my, keeping them to myself until the age of 26, um, which was about three and a half years ago. And just one day, I was just having a wonderful conversation with a, a newly found friend that had only been a friend for about two months. And during that conversation... We were just talking about life and how we see things, and somewhere in that conversation, I just actually it was it was brought on by him, so I kind of understand that he was, you know, he understood who he was to an extent at least because he could help me remember who I was. And in the com- in the questions he was asking me, and that's one wonderful thing I learned from that and from my studies of of myself and other people's truths is. One of the greatest things you can do for people is to ask questions because truly the answer that we seek to who we really are and what serves us is always inside of us. And so I can't give you the answer. Just like Mara, what you shared was so wonderful. And as you said throughout that, you don't know, but what you do know you did share. And all the things you shared come from your experience. So that person that you were sharing with might have similar um, experiences and situations happening to them, but it's not going to be exact. All you can do is help out with what you know, and that person has to then search themselves and find that. 
But that's a beautiful gift that you can give to someone else by sharing your truth and your experience. And that's what I've learned through this through this waking up that I've had is that I need to tell people about those feelings I have and following through on them like I shared with the beginning of this show when I shared about my instinct to just turn that song, that prayer to a plural from a singular. It was just a quick boom, slow of the moment thing that I did. And I had to start trusting that within myself, like you shared. We need to start believing in ourselves more, having faith in ourselves. And that's something I've I've really noticed that when we become clear, and you see, just to, to speak about this because it's happening to me right now, when I am speaking truth, I know it because my whole body just starts tingling like it is right now. And I guess it starts up in the head, right in the... Um, the temples in that area and then it just surges all the way down through my body and that's kind of a sensation I get like I'm having even right now again that just confirms to me that I'm saying the right thing and then when I realize that even that I'm saying the right thing and, and focusing on the sensations it becomes magnified even still and it's a wonderful affirmation that Something I'm doing right. Something I'm doing is right. And I don't know to the extent of all that it is. But I've noticed that when I get those little affirmations, it helps me to continue to do that. Yes. And so, yes. like what you just shared, is those affirmations that you're not alone, that there's more people having similar situations, and you're not weird. It's actually more common than we know of. It's just not commonly spoken about. And this yes. is something that's coming out more and more, is more people are speaking about these things. And as it becomes more of the norm, it becomes more accepting in others. And then we can not be ashamed that we're having it or think we're weird or think we need those drugs to suppress it. We start allowing it to be what it is. And as that becomes the norm, we will all embrace that and actually look forward to it and respect that in one another and have a tendency to not only follow that like, I, like I'm talking about, but to look forward to it and to be so grateful and appreciative when it comes. And so that's something I've learned within myself, is to not doubt myself. And that's, a, that's what I think fear is, is just doubt. When you're clear about something, you have no doubts that this is the right thing to do. When you're clear, let's take something we can all see for sure, without a doubt. Let's take mathematics, which we all agree upon and can't be proven wrong. So if you say 2 plus 2 equals 4, and you're clear on that, and you've had experiences in your life that prove that to you, you have no doubt that 2 plus 2 equals 4. So you're confident in that statement, and you don't have to back yes. it up with anything else. Same thing, when we, when we drop our doubt, and we just start trusting and having faith, and saying, this is right, and I don't always know why. I'm telling you that. I do not always know why it's right. But I don't need to know why it's right. I just need to know that that is right in some way. And this sensation that I have attached to what is right when I'm speaking it is enough for me. And it's a glorious thing to experience. And I bask in the glow of it every time and love it for exactly what it is and appreciate that. And that's one thing I can say to start to get in touch with more of your sensations, more of your, like Mara talked about, it's not so much a vision, but for me it's also a feeling. I can look at someone. In fact, I just met someone the other day, met him for the first time, and I could tell that she was, although she didn't have all the language to back up what she was knowing inside of herself, she was an awakened soul, if you will. I could sense that in her. And the fact that she joined our group and was seeking more to realize that within herself, I knew she was completely on the right path. And I told her so. And I'm, I'm sure for her that was an affirmation of what she already knows deep within on why she even came to the group in the first place. And those affirmations I've noticed are wonderful help, helping tools to trust in ourselves more and have faith in ourselves more, just like what Mara talked about when our first conversation one night listen to her talking 
although she seemed nervous on what she was saying, she was saying the exact right thing, and I could tell it was coming from her heart. So I called in just to affirm to her that what she was doing was right and wonderful at that. And she appreciated that. And so when we speak our truth, when we feel that we, a message needs to be given, and we trust in that, no matter how weird, I mean, telling someone that you've never met that they're doing wonderful things and you appreciate them and all these things are wonderful affirmations for that person that you've never met. And we don't have to feel embarrassed or weird to tell them that. Just trust in that. And even if those are the only words we say to that person ever in our lives, it's serving both of you in that instant. That's so true. That is so true. I have, um, in the beginning, I was called on to go up to people I didn't know all of the time and uh, just deliver messages. I was like, you know, one, uh, oh, what is that, El Mano, El Mano, or whatever it is. I mean, it was just man to man, woman to woman, you know, woman to man. I, I just would walk up to people, and I was always so blessed. And, and yet I think that Brian has touched on something, too, my friends, that there are moments of doubt. This, this is, no matter how heightened our six senses are, no matter how many heightened six senses we can put in a little line in front of you, I mean, you know, and check off the box, well, I have this, and I have this, and I have this, and I have this. That part uh, does not mean that there are not moments when we wonder ourselves because of the nature of our society, whether we are okay I'm serious, whether we are okay. And I am always amazed that during those times, very simple things will happen that affirm that my message, that I don't have to have every message affirmed because what is right serves you. And I know that I am delivering a message in love. And and I can tell you straight up, straight up, when somebody says to me, well, I went to the psychic, and the psychic told me yada, 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 I can tell right away whether it's honest or not. Because messages that I have to deliver are so enshrouded in love that when there are words of power, uh, of negativity, of judgment, I know they're not from God. Because there is none of that in God, my friends. Not even one second of that in God. And so when people, they'll say, oh, well, you know, they said in a past life I had this terrible trial and tribulation and that that's why I'm having trials and tribulations now. I know that's not so. I know that's not so because I know the messages from God. I feel them. I have felt them for 60 years. And I know that they are messages full of love. That is not to say that I've had 60 years where I've just felt always hunky-dory and great. I mean, even this last week, I questioned, should I be telling people things? It's so interesting that I got this email today telling me that I needed to be more open and honest about who I am on this program. Because this very last week, I questioned myself. And then I was talking to a friend, and I told her, I said, well, I sense because she's been having a bit of problems with someone she loves. And they are in kind of that in-between stage of not together and together. And they were not together, and I sensed the energy of that. For whatever reason, I can sense parts. I sense things about people. I sense individual parts of the universe for whatever reason. And um, just like... Bob senses individual parts of the timeline, and so he can see and and understand what's coming up. And now and again, I can too. I mean, I've had some visions, but it's not my norm. And I sensed about 10 days ago, or at that point, about 10 days before, that my friend was back with this person. I didn't know the depth of back. It was a very, um, it didn't feel as intense, but it did feel that they had reunited on some level and sure enough and so here I am I'm going along and love I promise you my friends God will let you know that your instincts are right if you just trust and move in love not in negative words but in love and my friend uh, I um, so I talked to her on Friday morning before I go to work 
And I say, well, what about so-and-so? And he says, oh, well, I did see him. I says, yeah, about 10 days ago. Huh? I've been sensing for 10 days. I remember my number said is broken. And she said, yes. She, well, I'm not sure. And she says, it was last week, Wednesday. Well, you do the quick math. Oh. And I go, thank you, God. Thank you, love, for affirming that my senses are real. Folks, we give so much credibility to all of this stuff around us, and it's not real. What's real are your senses. But like Brian said, it's easy to add one and one and get two. And believe he didn't use that <laughs> number, I don't think. But the, but that gets you it gets you to that place where those are things we trust in, and we don't trust in the very thing that the Hindus call Maya. We we don't we trust in the very thing that they call Maya, and we don't trust in our own internal compasses, our own feelings, and we allow so much judgment to cloud our thinking, and. I loved when Brian was talking about being an awakened soul. And I loved him talking about trust and clarity. It's so interesting because when he started talking, I was immediately wrote down the word transparent. That's what Brian and I are going to do on Sunday mornings. We're going to be transparent with all of you. We're going to talk to you about feelings that we have for people out there, feelings we have maybe about the world, feelings we have uh, about who knows what, because we don't know in advance necessarily. But we're going to be transparent. But Brian came up with such a better word, clear. So what we made this morning was a vow between ourselves that we would basically have a clear radio program. No game, no acting like we aren't what we are. We aren't who we are. No judgment. No thought about people being crazy because we certainly know that's not true. We know that each and every person is enough and that each and every person is uniquely linked to love. And that life isn't about some sort of check-off system of judgment about who has what. But it's instead about love. And I say to you, my friends, I really believe that we are ending the time of the Antichrist, the anti-love. And that we are moving into a new era an era of love. As more and more people speak out and share who they are, and I say that as certain as my hands are hot right now. <laughs> I also feel the tingling in my body, as as Brian described, which is what I call the temporal lobe, where the bat, where the the zones coming from the temples down the back of my head to the to the top of my spine warm up you know and my hands get hot i know that i should be saying what i'm saying and brian i know we're going to be doing in just a minute a, a centering exercise but we're going to center for leaving as opposed to starting this time i guess it'll be the beginning of of who knows how we do our program. I guess we may reformat. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's kind of open today. Back at you. You get to talk. That's that's what I'm all about, is just going with the flow with whatever happens. And, you know, one thing I can speak on that, and here I go vibrating again, (laughs) is Mm -hmm. um, that every time you meet a new person in this lifetime, if you will, it's like you're singing a new song that's never been sung before. You're making a new vibration that has never been before. Because your soul and my soul meeting even in this moment is brand new in this moment because you have changed since last time I spoke with you and I have changed since last time you spoke with me. And so to just listen to one another in vibrational tones, if you will, 
and feed off of one another and get into a place of entrainment where we start vibrating on the same level and going with wherever that vibration is and just allowing it to be is what I aspire to do in my life in every moment. It's to be like the wave in an ocean where you just go with the flow. And if you end up on the yeah. shore and then you get pulled back in and mixed with all the rest of it and go somewhere to other, another continent or wherever you end up being, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's um, another analogy I can give. And actually, this is a wonderful story that a, a, a friend of mine who is actually the singer-songwriter of my opening song for my show, Radiate Level Without Expectation, he was telling me the other day how he witnessed when he lived in um, Long Beach, he would go out to a, a cove out there and uh, witness some kids jumping into the ocean on the, I can't remember what they call them, like a, it was like a leaf. And they would walk out onto the rocks and, you know, amongst there with the water. And as the waves would come in, they would jump into the wave as it was coming at them. And, of course, the wave is going towards the rocks. And then they would totally let themselves go. They would fall limp in the body, if you will, and just go with the, with the current of the waves. And he would witness them weaving around the rocks as the water went around them, and they wouldn't be damaged in any way. Although he was having heart palpitations while watching this, he was amazed to first watch them do it and then see that them come out on the other end. And when they were done with all three of these boys doing this, he, you know, as they were walking away, he asked them, how do you guys do that and, and know that you're not going to get injured and trusted? And, he, and they said, well, we've lived here all our lives, and we've just come to realize that if you jump in and let go, you will not be damaged. So we've, you'll weave all the way around them, and it's a, it's a fun ride the whole way. And we both saw that as a wonderful analogy of what life is like. Just jump in and do something. Let go. Surrender to it. And you'll flow so beautifully around all the rocks and the damaging things that could happen to us. And you'll, you'll have fun the whole way. And it'll be a, a wonderful, beautiful joyride. And that really yeah. is what happens when you just let go to the moment and follow it and let it be exactly as, as it is. Yes. And you know what? I love the discussion of waves. And I think that... It, you know, and I'm going not going to do justice to what I'm about to say because uh, I, I can't find the real story. And I did quickly look here in, in, on the internet, which is one of the things about being on the internet that that all things are possible. But um, there's a beautiful story about waves and about how when you look out at the ocean before they come to shore. They are, you would never guess that there are millions and millions and billions of little waves out there. And then when they, as they break up, they come in and they hit the shore. So which is the wave? Alone or all one with the ocean? I think that that's so so much a statement for us, which Brian and I have talked to you about today. It's basically how we have come to accept our differentness because we are different. We are not unconscious. That's probably we are awakened. We have heightened six senses that we accept. And we're going to begin a new wave here of... Uh, talking about that as, as as a normal part of our lives because it is a normal part. And each one of us will endeavor to be transparent and clear. We will pass out messages to people um, who may be listening or who may come to listen. I firmly believe there is no message meant for you that isn't delivered somewhere. You just need to open your eyes and see it and open your ears and hear it. We are going to um, probably many times remind you that what is right serves you. And that's your inside. And if you did something that you later regret, my friends, 
you chose to experience that so that you could experience the feeling of regret. And from that feeling, you will shape who you wish to be as you move forward in life. And so many of the boxes are boxes that we've created for ourselves experientially. And I think that Brian and I uniformly have one thing that will be constant in our message. Stop judging yourself for life choices. Because in that judgment, you block the light. You interfere with the beautiful luminescence of your soul and of your being. Connect with God. Remember with God, with love, with Allah, with Yahweh, with the Great Spirit, with the be-all and in-all, the master of all things, the creator of the universe, the Divine Mother. Whatever name you choose, know that you're valuable and you're special. And with that, we're going to actually listen to a new piece of music today. And we're going to have Brian center us and take us out together, all of us connected, because we all are connected like the ocean. We're individual waves, but we are one body. For those of you who are Christian, you can find it in Corinthians. We are of the body, and the body is one. So saith Jesus. We are of the body. Let's not be afraid. Let's instead be love. Brian, I'm going to play music as a background from Daniel Kobialka. He's from San Francisco. He has beautiful, dynamic music. And this one is called Pathless Journey. It's it's a little bit longer than we have left. In fact, it's twice as long as we have left. And normally you do are able to go 14 minutes. But uh, I'm going to play it today just because I think the title is perfect. And um, I, may sh- I will shut it off. I'll keep my eyeball on the clock. And we have seven minutes. So do your thing, my friend. And namaste. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mara. And this has been an absolutely fabulous show. And I look forward to more shows where we just go with the flow and let things be as they are. Yes. And I just want to Next say week that we'll talk about transparency. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that this will probably end out the show. But what I want to leave you all listeners with is just the feeling, getting connected within yourself of the oneness of what you are. And so I want you to get comfortable and, and begin to breathe into the nose and out through the mouth. And if you so choose, you can try and breathe into the nose and out through the nose. Getting quiet within. Keeping your focus on your breath. Taking nice, deep inhales and exhales. And getting focused on your lungs. Feeling them expand in and out, becoming relaxed and peaceful, and just appreciating and sensing these feelings that you're feeling as you breathe in such ways. And now we're going to do a little visualization to get connected with our true selves. So as we begin to relax more and more, breathing in and out very deeply, relaxing relaxing, letting go, you start to see yourself in a forest of nice, lush trees and bushes, and the sun peeking through the trees, illuminating all the wilderness and beauty around you, and as you circle around, sitting, standing in one spot, and basking and taking in all this beauty that's around you, 
you start to notice a path off to the east. And as you start to walk down this path, curiously following to see where it leads, yet still keeping your attention and your feeling on the surroundings and the beauty around you. You start to now notice some water trickling off in the distance. And as you walk on, you now, as the brush clears, notice a little creek. And you see this perfect spot right by the creek where this rock has a nice, tall, 90-degree angle for you to sit down in a lotus position and have your back supported, keeping your mind nice and straight. And as you sit down and take in the wonderful sounds of the birds chirping and the water flowing, rushing down the creek, moving, you start to realize it comes to your attention that this water is continually flowing it never seems to stop. And the creek seems to look the same all the time. But yet it comes to your awareness now that the water is always fresh new water that makes this creek still look the same. But yet it's always changing. And now you start to visualize and start to connect with a drop of that water. And all of a sudden you find yourself following that water. It's like you've become a part of it. And this, this droplet moves down the creek, down, 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 moving around all the rocks, flowing, just enjoying, letting go, and experiencing the, the ride all the way down, 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 as it moves down the mountain and into the valley. And all the way down, it connects once again with the great big ocean whence it came and you start to feel that connection once again okay all that is being connected to everything and then you notice the sun beat down on you as you're in this ocean and you feel yourself start to evaporate just like water does and it moves up up as it turns to mist up and evaporates in and becomes a cloud. And now you feel yourself joined with the cloud, feeling, flowing with that feeling and that sensation. And then all of a sudden, you feel yourself start to solidify again into water. And now you feel yourself drop, 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 drop back down to the ground, back down, connecting once again with the earth. And now you find yourself moving down, down the ground, combining once again with the creek. And as the creek starts to flow down, 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 you come to that same spot where you just were, and you meet up with yourself again, where you were sitting before. And you realize that you've just taken the journey of what life is, a constant flow that moves around in a circle, and the whole ride is a beautiful experience. And you now start to appreciate who you are and what you are. And the joy that comes from that and the experience of that joy. And now I want you to just sit breathing nice and deeply, taking in what you've just experienced and being grateful for that journey just basking in the glow of that and appreciating it exactly for what it was. Making it become a part of you, a part of who you are. And as you connect with that, you realize that's who you truly are. And you can come back to this experience anytime you choose to and realize that there's many different looks to life. But in essence, it's all the same thing. It's all just water flowing beautifully with the current. 
want to say to all of you, trust in yourself and remember who you are and be thankful for that and be at peace with that and love it for exactly what it is. Thank you, Brian, very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mother. I will talk to you next week. And between yes. now and then, if we if we don't talk, thank you so much. Peace be with you. Thank you. And with you. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Love you all. Bye. Love you all. Bye.